When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You know things are going badly when mama's going after you. And that's exactly what is going on with Draymond Green, who is, I I can't get over how poorly he has played in these NBA finals. Yet the Golden State Warriors find themselves tied at two with the Celtics going into game five tonight at the Chase Center in San Francisco. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, you can catch all the action of game five on ABC and on ESPN Radio tonight. How about his mom going after him, though, Friday night? Big fella, this? big fella, it hits different when your parents are taking shots at you, especially in a public forum, man. I mean, for Draymond Green's mama to sit there and say, stop asking me about what's going on with Dray. I don't know. Maybe this is his clone. Where is the Draymond that helped us get here? I mean, that can't feel good if you're Draymond. And, and I got to say this, Carlin, as a former professional athlete, I've been there. Like, I've what? absolutely been in a situation where – Poor performance led to my parents going off on me. So I'm going to take you back. <laughs> not to publicly, though. Not publicly. Not, not publicly, but it was a reaction to getting blasted publicly. So I'm going to take you back to 2009 when I played for the Giants. We played on Thanksgiving night in Denver, and it was an awful game by me. I don't know why our defensive coordinator, Bill Sheridan, had me covering Tony Scheffler, the tight end for the Broncos man-to-man. That's neither here nor there. I played awful in that game, but – The worst of it was when I got back home to New York the following day because my parents were waiting there to have Thanksgiving dinner with me. And let's just say my turkey tastes terrible, not because of what the New York uh, New York newspapers were writing about me, calling me a free agent bust, but because of how my parents reacted to it. So that morning, Carlin, both of my parents storm into my bedroom and they say, you see this? And they're pointing to the newspaper. You see this? They're calling you a free agent bus. Kenny can't do this, and he wasn't worth the money. And then my dad screams out. I mean, he was irate. I mean, belligerent, whatever <laughs> adjectives you want to use. And he screams out. He says, that's my last name, you screwing up. You're embarrassing me and your mom, this entire family. And Carlin, I'm going to just say this. He didn't use the term screw up. He used another more colorful term that started with a four-letter word. Let me just say it that. Say it that way. So, yeah, that, like, like I've been there. Certainly when your parents get upset when you're playing bad and it seems like you're embarrassing them in front of the whole world. But this Draymond Green thing is just on another level because his mom is doing it on Twitter. And, of course, this guy is playing at the pinnacle of his sport, the NBA Finals, and in back-to-back games – has only scored two points. And he's played, what, 68 minutes? Carlin, that's not good. Wow. The Warriors have a Draymond Green problem, and I don't know how to get it fixed. 
Let's hear from Draymond from the Draymond Green Show. First of all, here he is talking about his struggles. I saw my mom tweet that it's been a tough series for me. Absolutely. It definitely has. But figure it out how you got to figure it out. It's not the, the toughest thing I've had to deal with in my life thus far. But I'm sure I'll have a tougher challenge in life than this. But currently... I got to figure this one out. And I will. I have no doubt in my mind that I will. I always do. Now, here's the other part of it, though. Steve Carr took him out of the game on Friday night, benched him in the fourth quarter. And frankly, it had to be done. Here's Draymond on getting pulled out of the game. The whole notion of like, oh, man, you have to check in uh, with with certain guys if if you're going to take them out the game or if, you know, if you think it's better for the team. I think that's ridiculous. I watch teams every year in the playoffs um, not sub guys that they know they should sub, and they lose. And so the fact that, you know, Steve went away from me for a little while, was I pissed off and frustrated? Absolutely. Like seven minutes to go in a extremely important game. You know, you can't go down 3-1. You don't want to go down 3-1. And I'm coming out of the game. I was livid. Listen. I give Draymond credit for understanding that he had to be taken out of the game. He knows better than anybody what's going on. But I really give Steve Kerr credit, Chris, not just because he did it, but because Steve understands the dynamic of that team in that he gave Draymond plenty of opportunities through that series before he finally had to do it so that when he did do it, the argument was there. If there was any kind of a problem, hey, you had your chances to get your way out of this. And I thought Kerr did a phenomenal job in managing that situation and in making the right decision for his team to not get buried in a 3-1 hole. Yeah, and the reality is when Golden State's down, they need more scoring on the floor. You can't have Kevon Looney and Draymond Green on the floor if Draymond is not going to pose a threat in terms of scoring the basketball on that that end of the court. It just can't happen, Carlin. Mm. It can't happen. Like, Draymond Green hasn't been as much of a playmaker as we're used to seeing him be. Because the Boston Celtics aren't defending the Golden State Warriors like everybody else chooses to. They're not blitzing the pick and rolls. They're not, you know, doubling Steph Curry every single trip down the court. What they're doing is they're they're playing extra physical and the refs are allowing them to play that brand of basketball and making it really tough because they're contesting shots. And Draymond Green, when he does get opportunities in the paint, in and around the basket, he's choosing to pass those up to kick out to guys to see if they can knock down open shots from the perimeter, and it just hasn't fallen Golden State's way when it's anybody else other than Steph Curry. So for me, this is about Draymond being more of a threat on the offensive end. I mean, the Warriors can't play three-on-five or four-on-five when they've got the basketball. They just can't. And so that was the decision that Steve Kerr made with seven and a half minutes left, and he was rewarded with the Warriors going on a 7-0 run. And then from there, Steph Curry took it the rest of the way. Because, Carlin, you're talking about him scoring all 10 points with less than five minutes to go, not to mention assisting on the three-pointer from Klay Thompson with four and a half minutes left that gave them the lead for good, that gave them the lead. So, to me, this is all about Steph Curry's greatness, and and I don't want that to be overshadowed. But in order for Steph Curry to be able to to get in his bag and to do what he does – He's got to have space to operate. Draymond Green takes away some of that space. So when you're in a situation when you're behind and you got to score in bunches, Draymond can't be on the floor with Kevon Looney at the same time. If you want to go small with Draymond playing center, that's fine. If you want to have Kevon Looney out there playing center, that's fine. But having both of those guys out there when you're trailing, 
late in games is not the look for Steve Kerr. Good on Steve Kerr for having the awareness to recognize that and to make a different decision. I'm begging somebody else to show up here offensively. I'm just, I'm begging. Please, you've got to help. You can't continue to ask Steph to try to have games like Friday night, but it feels like that's where a lot of the pressure could end up lying here. Chris, I, I, I know the road that Jordan Poole has taken to get here. Are you going to let everybody forget what an amazing story you've been all year by playing like this? I mean, he has just been so bad, so bad in the finals, and it's there's got to be somebody. Like Clay, we've seen it in flashes, but I'm still frustrated by Clay Thompson. Somebody, I never in a million years would have dreamed that offense would have been a concern, but it very real. it's a very real concern for me with Golden State at this point. Well, Colin, the way you make it sound is as if you have more concern about Golden State coming out of Game 4 than you did going into Game 4. No, that's that, not that, true. That, that, that's what it feels like. Because, I mean, well, here's why, here's why I'll say that. It's because you're sitting here saying, well, Steph Curry's got 43, and yet he needs to do more in order for his team to win this series. I, I'm not putting that pressure on him. I'm saying if his teammates don't show up, he needs to do more for them to win this series. I do feel well, that Colin, way. The series is, is more than halfway over. I understand. So I, I don't know. Are, 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 we, are we trying to ask them to do something that they're not capable of doing against this Boston problem. defense? I've seen, I, think, I, think, I think that's where we're at right now. Well, they got to figure, it, whether it's Kerr or whoever, somebody has got to figure out how to solve this in the half court and get something going because – to me, I, I still believe in Golden State, I, I, and I, as, I, as I said to you the other day, I picked them, I'm sticking with them, take integrity, I'm with them. But I do believe if we're looking at what's going on, there are some very real concerns about what they need to do to actually win this series, and that's at the top of the list for me. Well, Carlin, you're talking about them winning game four Steph Curry scoring 43 points on better than 50% shooting and adding 10 boards to go with it. You're talking about that kind of performance in order to steal the game late in the clutch time minutes. Mm-hmm. That's got to give Warriors fans and people that pick the Warriors a little bit of angst. And I was, I was one of the people that picked Golden State in this series. So I'm right there in the same boat as you. I don't have nearly the amount of confidence that you do in, in Golden State. I think this series – is is still leaning towards Boston way because Boston has been so good after losses, especially in the playoffs. I want to say there's something like seven and zero after losses in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if that continues to to hold up, if that trend continues, then you're talking about them winning this thing in seven. I thought it would be a long series, but I thought the home court advantage and the championship series experience for Golden State were the two things that were going to be the difference. And right now. I don't, I don't necessarily see it that way. I see it as Steph Curry having to go out there and be special every single game in order for the Warriors to keep it close. And that's not a great place to be in no. because you got to no. think the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum playing as poorly as you've pointed out, at some point he's going to break out of that. At some point that's going to happen. At some point you're going to be talking about Tatum having a big game that that, that is – I guess, representative of the superstar that he is. When that happens, Mm. what does that mean for Golden State? That's the question that I have, and what I'll say, Carlin, just to put a button on this thing, 
the Golden State Warriors were in a must-win situation on Friday, and Steph Curry responded. Unfortunately for him, outside of Andrew Wiggins, none of his other teammates did. Grady, presented by, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. And now, a no-frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. If you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE, why are you not dialing? So do it. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. You can hit us up on the call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Does Steph actually need to do more for Golden State? To win this series, 888-SAY-ESPN. Up next, we'll get to some of your calls and, I'm sorry, what? We have a couple of wide receivers that said some things that, uh, well, they're double-take worthy. And you'll get a double-take from me and Canty. Double entendre! Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. You know things are going badly when mama's going after you. As a former professional athlete, I've been there. We played on Thanksgiving night in Denver. I played awful in that game. So that morning, Carlin, both of my parents storm into my bedroom. They say, you see this? And they're pointing to the newspaper. They're calling you a free agent bus. Kenny can't do this. And he wasn't worth the money. And then my dad screams out, that's my last name you screwing up. You're embarrassing me and your mom, this entire family. And Carlin, I'm going to just say this. He didn't use the term screw up. (laughs) That's a tough morning. Things are not going well, and they're holding up the newspaper, waking you up. That's fella, Big fella, make your turkey taste terrible. Oh, Make your turkey taste terrible on Thanksgiving. That was the longest, most uncomfortable holiday weekend that I have ever had. Wow. Yeah. Wow. M- Mama and Papa Canty were not happy. See, here's what's wrong with me. In that instance, I might have been tempted to say, hey, Dad, did you see what my pay stub says? <laughs> no, see, Carly, that's going to only make it worse, man, because, because my dad, who fashions himself as the team dad for whatever team that I played for, he went to pretty much every single game that I played for, played it. So it was a situation 
where it's like, I'm supporting you. I'm all over the place. I had to be a Cowboys fan for you for four years. Oh, boy. And now you come back to New York where I've spent more than half my life and you embarrass me oh. here. And wow. that, that, like, I'm telling you, Carlin, to this day, like that was one of, that was one of the moments that I've seen my father the most upset I've ever seen him in my lifetime. That is, that is rough. Yes. Yeah. It is Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. The road to the rematch is on as Bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. All right, let's hit a couple of calls here. John is up next on Cantia and Carlin on ESPN Radio. John, what do you got? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Yeah, I'm confused with I'm confused with Canty, man. I wanna know why he's so high on Boston, man. I don't I mean they're a good team. They're supposed to be a great defensive team. This is Curry's best finals. That's crazy. You know, they're not that deep. They only playing seven, eight guys. Go to think got eleven guys that go in the game. And they one of the worst clutch teams all year. How could the worst clutch team be a finals favorite? That's kinda of, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, John, I'm 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 not all that high on Boston. I picked Golden State to win the series, but Boston is the only team that's had a series lead so far in the finals. So I got to acknowledge at least that Boston is a tougher out than a lot of us thought they would be coming into this series. And let's not forget what the Basketball Power Index said. They gave Boston an 86% chance of winning these NBA finals. And so far, the, the, the Basketball Power Index, it's been right about the Boston Celtics all along. Because it said they'd be the team coming out of the Eastern Conference, and they were. And so I'm not sitting here trying to assign some level of success to the Boston Celtics that they don't deserve, but we do at least have to acknowledge this is more of a fight than Golden State thought this would probably be. You think so? You think Golden State didn't think they were going to be in for something like this after what they saw? Carlin, they they had 123 combined games of finals experience going up against a team. I understand that, that, but they did. They had the rest event, Carlin. They had a week's worth of rest. Oh, I don't think they thought they were going to steamroll. Where Boston had only three days. No, I'm not saying they thought they were going to steamroll them, but I'm pretty sure that Golden State did not think that they could find themselves in a game four where they could potentially go down three one. Let's hit, on the road. Let's hit Charles up next on the phone lines on ESPN Radio. Chuck, what do you got for us today? Hey, so before the break, I believe Canty said the only two players that have stepped up in the no win situ or in the must win situation were Steph and Wiggins, and I would argue that Looney is the only has stepped up and has been the only player that has been able to guard uh, Robert Williams the third. Yeah, I and mean, my question is. My my question is why I would think that Looney or, or, that Kaminga would be a good matchup against Robert Williams the third, and why why has Kerr not played Kaminga in these finals? Well, Thank I think you. he hasn't played Kaminga because he doesn't feel like he's ready to play in these finals. Because we talked about this the other day, if they were going to try to get more athletic and thought that the benefit of that was going to outweigh his inexperience, uh, clearly he would have been on the floor already, but he hasn't been. As far as Looney's concerned. That's not what I can consider to stepping up in no. terms of making a huge difference in this series for Golden State. No, not at all. And Robert Williams' impact on Boston winning is not felt on the offensive end as much as it is on the defensive end. That's where Robert Williams shines. And I mean, all you have to do is look at the field goal percentages when he's on the court versus when he's off the court. 
it's 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 crazy to think yeah. that you're talking about Golden State shooting what 36 percent mm-hmm. when Robert Williams is on the court versus north of forty when he's off the court. I mean, it's huge. It's a huge disparity. So I, I don't like Kevon Looney coming in and guarding Robert Williams is is not changing how this series goes. But I think Kevon Looney does give them solid minutes, and he gives them a physical presence on offensive and defensive glass, and they need that because they are the undersized team in this series. Nick in Manhattan is up next on ESPN Radio. Nick, what's going on, bud? How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. I have two points to make. Number one is these are uh, defensive teams, number one and two in the league. And, And I think the key difference will be at the end of the series will be contested versus uncontested threes. It, you know, they, they, I think that'll be the difference. The, the second point I want to make is about uh, Draymond Green. I really like everything about his game except his, his personality. He won't stand up for um, himself. For, uh, he, won't, you know, he won't take responsibility for his chippy play. He always makes excuses. Well, he just After did. the um, He's been Memphis taking a, game, he, 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 when he was bloodied and, and booed, he came out with the statement, um, I could have had a concussion. Now, that sounds like something straight from his mom. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't buy that, Nick. I don't think that's fair because he has been taking a lot of the blame for what's going on here. He did after the other night, and he said that Kerr was right to take him out of the game. I don't think Draymond Green has tried to make excuses for what's going on, Chris. No, I don't think he can make excuses, Carlin. I mean, we, we, we're watching the games. We know yeah. that he's in one. He's not playing his best basketball. I think how Boston has chosen to defend Golden State is playing a role in that. But then also, Draymond as an offensive player is somewhat limited. So I I think that that's something that Golden State has to overcome, especially in half-court sets. Now, where they're at their best is when they're getting out in transition and they're allowed to play with pace and when Draymond is the guy that's leading the break. If Golden State can find more ways to create those types of opportunities – then I feel much better about them being able to win two of the next three games. But here's one thing that I will acknowledge about Boston. Because they are the best defensive team in all of basketball, you're talking about the Golden State Warriors playing 20 postseason games so far. And of those 20 postseason games, four of their eight lowest offensive output games have come in these NBA Finals. That's how good Boston is defensively. So we got to give some credit when we start talking about Clay and Jordan Poole and Draymond struggling, we got to give credit to the Boston Celtics defense. And to me, that's not the problem when it comes to the season this series. It's been on the offensive end. They've got to find a way to be much more efficient than they have been. Up next, Tyreek Hill said something that I just don't believe he actually said. I think it was dubbed over. It was that ridiculous. We get to that in just moments. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My friends, there's the miracle on ice. There's the helmet catch. There's the flu game. It's clutch moments like these that separate the winners from the losers. So in a market sometimes down 16%, 50%, 92%, who's pulling off a win? Well, look no further than this exciting market with a global value of $1.7 trillion, and it's only going to get bigger. In fact, experts predict it will grow by another $1 trillion in less than five years. And here's the cool thing. You don't have to be a baller or a team owner to get in on the action. All you need is a smartphone. It's not betting 
This is way more impactful. Check it out. It's called Masterworks. They've already got over 400,000 members on their platform, and ESPN listeners get priority access to skip the wait list. Just go to masterworks.com, promo code Greeny, masterworks.com, promo code Greeny, masterworks.com, promo code G-R-E-E-N-Y. See important regulation aid disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. There is no guarantee of profits and investment includes risk of loss. More of your opportunity to get in on if Steph actually has to play even better for Golden State to win in just moments. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Felt like just had to let everybody know that we were here tonight. Curry, another long distance shot. It's good. Well, try to create some momentum. Where would you put this in his finals performance resume? I think probably number one. I don't rank my performances. Let's just win the game. Get some contact. Layup. Got it. And one. You and I, we are not alike. That shot was ridiculous. But you don't shine when they hit a light. Oh, Steph Curry from way downtown. Curry, three pointer. is way better than 3-1 going home, so job well done tonight. I love the I don't rank my performances, just win the game. Love it. How true is that, though? Uh, How true is that? No, it's not true. I just like the fact that he said it. (laughs) That's for the cameras. That's for the media. But he absolutely ranks those final performances. We got to keep it a buck on this show. (laughs) It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for Greeny today, coming to you live from above... Uh, from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. And with that in mind, the NBA Finals are on ESPN Radio. It is Game 5 tonight. Warriors hosting the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. We get back to it in just a moment. But first up, there were just some comments over the last couple of days that call for a special edition of, I'm sorry, What? 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 Chris, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins wide receiver, on playing with Tua Tungavailoa versus Patrick Mahomes. Tua or Patrick Mahomes, obviously, like, I'm, I'm going to go with 1-5 as the, the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. But look, this is what I want inside the building. I want the head coach to know that 
on Sundays that that defenses feared Tyreek Hill. That that that's what I want head the head coach to know. And the head coach do know that though. He know that. He know that that without the cheat on the field, he know that hey, Pat, you're gonna have a long day today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's the thing, Chris. More accurate. More accurate. More accurate than Mahomes with Tua? I mean, I get it. He's playing with him now, and he can't just bag them all together. But more accurate? Come on. Well, big fella, what else does he do? Or you, could you make an argument that Tua does better than Pat Mahomes? Hmm, let's Probably see. nothing else. Throws the ball four yards better than Patrick Mahomes? Stop yourself. All I'm simply <laughs> saying is because I've seen some impressive throws by Pat Mahomes with his left hand for four or five yeah. yards. All I'm simply saying is this. If you're, if you're Tyreek Hill... You're in a no-win position. You have to say something positive about the guy throwing you the ball because the team is paying you $30 million a year, and they double down on Tua being the dude. I know. So he's got to find something, and if he knows that Pat Mahomes is the better player, then he's got to boil this thing down to attributes. So he has to say that. We all know it's not true. But the reality is he has to say something positive for his quarterback. Carlin, I've been in this situation as a professional athlete. I remember when I left the Giants and I signed with the Baltimore Ravens and somebody asked me to compare the two quarterbacks, compare Eli Manning to Joe Flacco. Now, keep it in mind, Joe Flacco came off of that incredible run in 2012 and won the Super Bowl, but it's still Joe Flacco versus Eli Manning. Mm -hmm. There is no comparison. So I had to try to find something positive to say about Joe Flacco. I said he throws a beautiful deep ball. (laughs) I mean, uh, that was me being honest, Mm -hmm. but that was the only thing I could say positive about my quarterback in in somewhat being truthful while also acknowledging that Eli Manning by far is the better player. I tell you what, Flacco makes a hell of a sandwich. You couldn't come up with something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Stop yourself. And then there's Devontae Adams, who pretty much was doing the exact same thing. As far as talent and ability, I mean, it's really similar, if, you, if, if I'm keeping it real. Me, I'm Derek, picked up where we left off, and, you know, we both are so committed and, and obsessive over our craft. When you got two dudes that have worked together and already built up a lot of camaraderie and, you know, have a close friendship, I feel like that makes it so much easier kind of getting back and gelling, um, you know, the way you were before. I love it. I, I love the relationship with, uh, with you know, uh, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. Love it. Okay, I get it. It's a, bro- it's a bromance. It, it is a bromance. Yeah. Even I, who we have now established as a major Aaron Rodgers hater, can't go and say, oh, yeah, it's very similar. It's exactly the same. No. They're, they're not no. very similar. And you're no. not being honest. If, if I'm being honest with you, no, you're not being honest with us. You're selling us a bill of goods. Stop it, Devon. <laughs> I know like it's a no-win no situation. But here's, here's the problem that I have, and here's why this situation is different than the one that's happening in Miami with Tyreek Hill. Here's why this is different. There is actually something you could point to with Derek Carr that most people would be on board with in terms of him being better when you compare him to Aaron Rodgers. You know what that would be? Better leader? Leader, leadership intangible. Yep. Because of what we just saw Derek Carr shepherded this franchise through with the John Gruden scandal, with Henry Ruggs and that tragedy, the Damon Arnett situation, a failed first-round pick. Steady hand by Derek Carr and Rich Passaccia guided the franchise through that to a playoff berth. Everybody will acknowledge, if you're talking about leadership intangibles, I would give the nod to Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's anybody in, in football circles that would dispute that. 
But when it comes to overall ability and talent, stop yourself. Oh, there course. is no comparison. Stop there, it. There is none. There is absolutely none. But I will agree that if I need somebody to be a great leader, I will take Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. I will absolutely do that. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Did you see, by the way, that Greeny over the weekend was speaking at graduation at his alma mater at Northwestern? I did see that. Greeny with the purple, uh, the purple gown and the cap on. Yep. Given his uh, the commencement address, that was very, very impressive by him. Nuno, who are some of the other uh, notable celebs that we have seen this year speaking at graduations? I'm trying to think. Well, I know there was uh, Sean Lewis Payne Riddick. did it, right? Yeah, Lewis Riddick Our at very the University Lewis of Pittsburgh. Riddick at Pitt, Lewis yeah. Riddick did it. Okay, yeah, Lewis Riddick at Pitt. Uh, yeah, Sean Tim Payton. Tebow. Uh, Tebow was at Florida, or was he Tebow, somewhere else? Tebow was at Florida. I think okay. Jordan Cornette did recently as well. Jordan Ooh. Cornette did it at uh, Notre Dame? Maybe it was his high school, but still cool. <laughs> it's still dope. It's still dope. T- Taylor <laughs> but Swift, there's a little bit of shade yeah, right there. Yeah. And Taylor Swift uh, spoke at uh, NYU's. Of course. Uh, yeah. Maria yeah. Shriver at uh, University of Michigan. Kamala Harris, yeah. Vice President Kamala Harris at Tennessee State. Okay. All right, that's a pretty good list. Chris, who would you first of all who spoke at your graduation? I don't know, Carlin, and that's because I didn't stay for the commencement address. <laughs> I was as as you guys could imagine, I was out till five in the morning with my teammates celebrating the fact that we were graduating the next day. And at Virginia, if you don't know about the tradition, it, walking down the lawn is what begins the graduation ceremony. So a big deal when you get on campus is making sure that four years later you have the opportunity to walk down the lawn. Um, so for me, graduation was essentially just walking the five minutes that it took to walk from the rotunda down the lawn mm-hmm. to where the commencement ceremony was, was going to be held. So I, I just, that was what I did. So we walked down the lawn and after we seated, you know, they started the, the, the ceremony. My teammates and I got up and we all left. <laughs> And my parents came back a couple hours later with my diploma and said, you guys had a great graduation. And I said, thank you. So it was, it was Virginia be too big to have to, to have all the graduates walk across the stage to get it? Uh, yeah. So you yeah. don't do that. What right. happens is you go to like your sectional graduation. So they had the main ceremony, which is what I was talking about. And then you have your department or your sectional graduation. Um, right, right. And so that's where my parents went to pick up my diploma. But yeah, I didn't. So you have no idea I wasn't, who spoke. I, I had no idea who spoke. Don't don't really care to. I mean, it really wasn't yeah. that important to me. It was just like, okay, I walked down the lawn. They gave me my diploma. They can't take it away. I graduated from the University of Virginia. Yeah, no, I I, yeah. I graduated from Hobart College, and I uh, that's right, Hobart College. I didn't stutter. Um, and uh, I couldn't tell you who spoke at our graduation. I don't really remember. I too had not the easiest night before, but I do know the one thing that I will remember is walking across the stage and actually getting it, uh, getting the diploma, and also my mother immediately flipping to my page in the program to make sure there was not an asterisk next to my name, <laughs> meaning upon completion, that we were done and that was it. And that was a fair, it was a fair look on her part. No, no, who would you have speak at your graduation? Nuno, of course, from the Hashtag crew, who do you got? 
Uh, Chris Carlin. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you could do worse. I can have, look at me. Look at me physically and understand that I actually paid my mortgage by being on television for nine years. Chris, if that's not an inspirational story, I don't know what is. No doubt about it, but I thought Nuno was going to say somebody like Rob Walton. I mean, if the guy has got $5 billion to buy the Broncos, maybe he could stand up there and, and, and pay all of your student loans. Who was the, yeah, who was that gentleman a couple years ago did that? Uh, Rob uh, Smith. Yeah, Rob Smith. I wish, like, I wish he was at mine. I went back and looked at mine. Uh, nothing great. Although Jose Feliciano uh, ended up getting like an honorary reward that, uh, that day, apparently. Did he speak or no? No, I don't think he did. They had like the 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 local uh, bishop of the Bridgeport diocese uh, okay. to speak. So yeah, not very uh, rememberable. Yeah, I, I I listen. I might have taken Taylor Swift at my graduation. I would have wanted to hear that. She's pretty inspirational. No, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten a call yet from your school? No, and I listen. We haven't reached that level. The 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 three most famous people from Hobart. Elizabeth Blackwell was the first African American to go to medical school, African American woman to go to medical school, uh, and then there's a severe drop off. It goes to Christopher McDonald. Who is Christopher McDonald? Shooter McGavin. Shooter <laughs> <laughs> McGavin. I love it. And listen, he's there for all the Hobart events. God bless him. And then I am probably third. No, you're not third. Ali Marpet, world champion. Oh, you're right. With the Ali Marpet. Buccane- Good call. Buccaneers is third. And now so that you're I think definitely about it, not. You're definitely not top. Three. No, I'm probably not top ten. I'm probably not because then there's. <laughs> I just remember Warren Littlefield, who used to run NBC, was there. Yeah, no. So I, you're, on down, you're on down the line, big fella. The only time I've gotten calls from my school is, uh, is for donations, and I have never once written a check. Yeah, that's the only time I get calls from UVA, too. Yeah, and yeah. It's, not that, uh, it's not anything personal. I'm just exceptionally cheap. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I gave you, or at least my parents gave you enough money already, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I mean, that, that's, so what you're saying is you were a super-duper senior at Hobart when you uh, graduated. No, I wasn't a super-duper senior. Put it this way. I told you I got that .8 my third term. But I also made sure that I packed in everything I needed to in only four years' worth of actual education. Okay. So I never So it was only four years. Correct. But it, it was five years. It was like a red shirt. First, so when you first enrolled, you had a you had, I had a red five shirt years year. to complete four. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Now that makes sense to me. Now it makes sense. All right, I'll give you one last one from the weekend. If you haven't seen it yet, and most people I would think at this point have, you have got to see Top Gun Maverick in the theater. First time I've been in the theater in since the beginning of the pandemic, Chris. I'm a very hard grader, especially when it comes to sequels or follow-ups. Yeah. This was everything it needed to be. Top Gun. Top Gun. So it was worth spending the 30 bucks that it would take for you and your significant other to go to the movie. Absolutely. It was top. You need all of the appropriate nods to the past, which there were. You need uh, a really good storyline, which it was. And... I, listen, not just the action sequences, okay? Just the whole thing was really great. It was an oh. enjoyable... And, and I'm a guy that... My attention span's not great, so if the movie's more than two hours, I'm probably going to lose you know, some interest. 
two hours mm-hmm. and 13 minutes worth every every minute. Oh, every that's perfect. Minute. That's the perfect amount of time, right? Yes. That, that's what you're looking for. And from what you're describing, it sounds like I can go in there and shut my mind off. I don't have to yes. do a lot of thinking, and I can just enjoy it. You can absolutely do that. Do not miss it as top-notch, but don't wait for it to come out on demand. Go and see it in the theater. It is a must-see that one. Seize win game five. Let's go. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 